Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. children of all ages, welcome back to the motherfucking Cargo Cults Podcast. <laughs> Year-end spectacular festivist celebration. Festivus. Favorite albums. Favorite. All sorts of good shit happening here. Good shit. My name is shit. Alaska. I am here with my friend Zilla Rocca. Yes, I'm here. And we are about to fucking get deep into it. Curly Castro is unavailable tonight. Um, but he is here in spirit, shablowing all over the place. Shablazel. Um, but I think we got a pretty special episode for the kids tonight. What do you think, Z? I think um, I like how you said men and women and kids because it's like overwhelmingly just dudes listening to the show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's great. There's no kids. Yeah. Probably they're, two Well, they're men, they're men children. So there's, you know. <laughs> well, it takes one to know one. So I'm in. For real, yeah. I'm yeah all you about don't become it. that obsessed with rap without being a man child. <laughs> true, true. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's that's quite okay, but you know, shouts to all, all of our followers and listeners and everybody checking in and yeah. fucking with us on on the tweets. Um, I haven't checked if we had any iTunes updated reviews, which are always we do blast. actually. I checked it the oh. other day. We got a couple. Let's do it. I mean, uh, yeah, let's let's read some of these bad boys off. Let's do Hold it. On. Let's do it. I think we got like two more since the last all one. Right. Shouts to people leaving new uh, reviews. I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're still at uh seventy one ratings. <laughs> And then, uh, no, I don't want to open it. Oh, my God. Fucking comments. Uh, we got a, a star rating of 4.9 with 71 ratings, which I think is pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, man. That. I'll take that. People are liking the kids. You know? Um, so, hold on. Why is this doing it now? Why do I got to open it in iTunes? I don't want to fucking open it in iTunes. I just want to read the goddamn comments. I hate when Apple starts acting weird about shit. What on the on the uh, podcast thing? Yeah, on the podcast app. I just want to like check our fucking reviews. Yeah, so we're gonna open up iTunes. Come on, guys. Yeah. Folks. You it's folks. Since Steve Jobs died, man. He didn't. He didn't die. Since the Facebook reveal game got real. All right. Well, the ones I could see anyway. We got two new ones. Um, we read this one right. The best rad podcast in the game. Hmm. Listen to a good amount of rap podcasts and listen to the best. Yes. They're the only two. Uh, they're one of two I never skip an episode of. Ooh. I think the main reason uh, it's the best is because they're all rappers themselves. Yep. The perspective is beyond what a fan uh, would ask and talk about. God Although, damn of course, right. they're rap fans. We read that one, right? No, that's a great one. Who wrote, who wrote no, that? It's um, Jersey Lightning. Shouts to Jersey Lightning. One of, the, one of the good friends of the show. Thanks, Jersey Lightning. You know what I mean? And then we got one from Sabir, uh, 2007. Hmm. And he said, well, one of the worst years in rap. One of the worst years in rap, but shouts to him anyway. Yeah, but Sabir is bringing it back. He's rebranding it. Um, he just discovered it and digging it. Uh, I'm playing catch up. Glad I found this podcast. I love hearing indie, indie label talk of the 90s mm. and early 2000s. Bang. Yeah, and shouts to um, Dan O for a few music empires saying our, our, our episode with Sean from the questions is one of the best interviews slash guest pods of the year. Because Sean, yeah. quote, didn't know what he was getting himself into. <laughs> yeah, he really did not. He really, what a, what a great guy. I love Sean. He really we bring is, him yeah, back. He's fantastic. Next time we'll be like, hey, man, we're just, why don't you come on? We're going to talk about like Jay-Z and Rakim. And then we just spend time shitting on like Magna Carta Holy Grail. And he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. 
<laughs> or like we're, or like the master the things that he loves right and i'm like i'm like did you hear fucking the master by rock him it's a disgrace bro how do you rock this man it's horrible i heard he owes child was, support <laughs> she has to rock him that you know? that me up in a hallway in philly when we opened for nice. him and then yeah probably it was one of the best philly shows ever but um his his jacket was so big like all of his clothes were so big still and he weighs like 148 pounds but it didn't matter that he was wearing like 4X because he just had like the glow about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a fucking a god. All time. Like literally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so and, and even though Castro couldn't make it, Castro is uh, uh, doing his thing. We, we've all been, you know, p- passing the ball around doing two on two last few weeks. Yeah. Um, it's me and Alaska again, game. hanging yeah. out. And then, uh, so we're, we're, we had a two part piece well, tonight. Well, hold on. Speaking of Castro, we've got one more review. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is from Yuck 9999, and this is dedicated specifically to Castro. Okay, this is going to be good. Need Little Robert Hutton on vinyl. Shabam, <laughs> shablow. That's great, man. Yeah. You know, this Straightforward, to the point. Introspective. <laughs> demanding. Also demanding. Runs the gamut, man. It's like yo, I laughed, I cried. Yo, my cat just took oh. the fucking most rank shit down here where I record. And I, I got to burn a, a Christmas velvet sandalwood and vanilla candle oh, ASAP. Man. Oh, my God. That's right, can, awful, you, can, can we just pause it? I, I just got to run and go get a light. Dude, it is ghastly yeah, down here. On. All right. Hold hold on. On. <laughs> We're back. Boom. It brought to you, brought to you by uh, Fresh Step Kitty Litter. Holy yeah. shit. It doesn't work well. I can attest to it when you're sitting five feet away in a South Philly basement. Oh, man. Yeah, this is why we gotta it's get a new fresh house. Step. Oh, it's no good. It's <laughs> it's quite fresh, but uh, the the smell remains. You gotta so, get yeah. those crystals, bro. Whenever we get a target, I mean that that's that's the move. It's not it's, yeah. not, it's not very good. No, that's that we. Are, I mean, my whole house is covered with weed pads because we got like nine dogs. You and the dogs. Yeah, yeah. I gotta come through. yeah, we lost one. We're down to two now. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bessie passed away. Fifteen years, man. Oh, what a run! What a run! Yeah, yeah she's a good run. Fresh off the the Hangar 18 tour, you got the dog. Got the dog. Man, he did it. You know what I mean? That's pretty sick. Yeah, she she was a good cat, a good dog. Nice. So, so let's let's do our show now. As yeah. So <laughs> so we're gonna break this into a two parter tonight. It's gonna be two one parts. episode, but there's two two components. Double header. First one is we're gonna talk about some of our favorite albums that fall outside of the albums that everybody talks about. Right, the albums that we talk about that we've talked about a lot on our, our yeah. podcast. Like, so, so nobody from our crew is going to be mentioned. It's the you hardest know. part. I'll be honest. Yeah, as, as dope as everybody's album was, we're not going to talk about that because we talked about. It. We just want to shine some light on people that we think did really good projects this year that we don't necessarily hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah, and I think all of, I think our picks are people that have never even been on the show. No, like, no, no, real I outsiders. They are not in the car culture yeah. community, extended cinematic universe. They're their own people. Yeah. 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 These, these are these are real like standalone films. All right. You want to so go first? You want to go first? You want me to All right. I'll, I mean, I'll go, since Casper's not here, we could probably even like go a little deeper in our bench. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So real quick, I want to say, you know, for honorable mentions, I'll, I'll open with that in, in honor of Castro. Yeah. My 15 honorable mentions are those. <laughs> uh, clearly, I've talked about on the show a million times, Andrew, Pop 1967 mm-hmm. record. I mean, I've, been, I've really been cheerleading this record. That album, which came out on Darko's label, uh, You Don't Deserve His Beautiful Art, put 
he and I in a place to have a joint album together, which is coming out next year, and then his solo album, which are going to be shooting for like February 2022. So he and I just hung out and had tacos and churros, mapped out a lot of the stuff we want to do. And all stems from that record. Like if I didn't like that album, I wouldn't really spend all this time, you know, hanging with them and, and making shit together. So shout out to that album. When the days look blue and I'm tangled up in Drew, I gotta give myself a break and player, you should too. It ain't no four, five, six, sometimes it's one, two, three. Some days you're shooting bricks, just waiting on that three. Just waiting on that swish, just waiting on that swish. And then it don't come quick, man, ain't that some shit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I get back and then, uh, I like Darko, man, that, that the white, great white Buffalo record. I, I think that's like, I think that's like his De La shit to me. That, that's a very like De La album. And so, you know, we have ads on the show for it. But uh, I think that's like his real breakthrough piece. Mm. And you hear ads for it. You know, we, have, we haven't had Darko on. But all of us have worked with him. Like, you know, you've seen it. He was on Vegas Vic, obviously, doing the title cut beat. Um, so Darko's that dude. So that album is the shit. And one album, it just occurred to me, too, when I heard Dan O's list, was that King Mighty 2 shit with Mighty Healthy and King Mighty. That, sh- that album is just like, I sat there and was like, this is this shit makes you just want to rap. So I didn't put it on my list, but Mighty Healthy is always showing us love. He remixes oh, yeah. some joints on like Human Zoo. He always pops up on yeah. IG Live when I when I do one. So uh, so shouts to him. That's an album that. Oh yeah, shout out. Yeah, so like all three of them haven't been on our show, but they're like in the bullpen warming yeah. up. You know what I mean? So yeah. outside of you know Robert Hutton and Low Bear and Crow's Feet and everything else we've done this year, I feel like those are like that that tier of people I want to shout out. Hell yeah! Um, and then I guess I got a couple honorable mention joints as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know which one to pick for this artist because he dropped a lot of stuff this year, but I really am loving Teller Banks. Yeah, that's my and guy right there, man. Did. So like, I, I had the throwaways, the throwaways EP, which I mm. think is real dope. But um, just in general, he's been fucking killing it this year. My, see, my, my shit from him is the one I just bought out uh, of part and parcel joint. That shit mm-hmm. is just really fire. Yeah. Yes. I like yeah. that joint a lot. He's been killing it. Um, and someone that um, we definitely want to talk to to get on the show, uh, Spectacular Diagnostics. Fuck yeah. That shit is great. And then um, two other, like, just quick ones. Um, Kadeem from Boston. Did he put anything out this year? He put out an EP called Universium, which is really oh, okay. dope. I got a piece yeah. that. I'm, I, that's crazy. You said that, and he literally just popped up on my timeline 15 seconds ago. Yeah, no, nah, he's, so he's fucking always killing it every time he puts something out. Uh, and then this UK jazz group called uh, Ruby Rushton. Ooh. They got an EP called Gideon's Way, which is really nice. Fuck yeah. Oh, and I'm, my man, um, I really love the Rich Jones shit, the Blue Beach joint with Killer Kane. Yeah. It's like a four pack of joints. Yo, that shit, that's been like, I, I text Rich. I'll be like, yo, this is like my, I'm getting ready to go out. And I, I go out once a month, but that's like my getting ready music to play. So Hell I yeah, love Rich that shit. Shouts to Rich. Rich is one of the coolest. Rich will, will, he will, he's like my mother. Like my mother only calls me when I'm making or eating dinner. Yeah. And, and Rich, because he's in Chicago, he only calls me like when I'm in the process of giving my son a shower, well, getting him out of the shower or putting him to bed. Yeah. So he always gets me like the worst text. <laughs> but shouts to Rich. He's fucking, I always feel bad. I'm always like, dude, I'm so sorry. 
this is the bad timing. But you don't have a kid, so fuck it. You don't. You don't care. Yeah, no, no, why would you? Oh, and, and last but not least, it just came out a couple weeks back, and we have the ad on the show, Wally Clark Goon. Him and that dude flew from Australia. Yeah, it's I gotta like, check this shit. Yo, it's like it's like Doom, like rhyming wise, Wally's on some like Doom meets Beat Nuts shit, but like more remorseful. Okay. So it, it's like really funny. It's got a lot of internal couplets and like the reckless shit, but then it's also like here's the cost of being this type of person. Nice. The art you know I mean? was amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a portrait one of his uh, his homies did. I mean, nice. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I read his interview with Dan O. It was really dope. Yeah, he's he's ill man. We gotta get Wally back home. He he, he did like one of our call-ins or yeah, round yeah, tables he was on a one long of time like ago. Round table joints. Yeah. Oh, and last but not least, I just I, I didn't put it on my list. I had to make the cut, but like Midas the Beast for the sidewalk. Yeah. Yes. It technically dropped, I think, last year, but the vinyl came out with Chong this year, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. cheat. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's been on the show, but God, that album is just like another one where it might, it makes you just want to rap. So I love that joint. Yeah, let me let me throw one more out there. um, The Pink Seafood Fly Anakin Smoke Break album. That I really like. That shit is just like a total vibe. That I just anytime I throw it on, I just fucking get caught up in it. It's just really dope. Yeah, I I gotta go back to that. I, I think it caught me at a weird time where I was just like, I didn't. I love those. I love those guys separately. I just it didn't connect yeah. with me. But yeah, it's just what? like two dudes having fun rapping over like real like cool production. Nice. I, I need yeah. to get back to it. I just was like it was like lost in it when it when it hit. I think I was just like wanting something different from it and not yeah. getting it. But now now I could just chill and play yeah. it. There's a time of the year where I, I just like watch a shitload of movies and listen to music. You know what Hell I mean? Yeah, it's a downtime. Fuck yeah. Previously on Great White Buffalo. What's up, dude, Reno? It's me, Darko the Super, and you're listening to the Call Out Culture Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Great White Buffalo and select theaters and streaming on Bandcamp now. Darko the Super and Dean Freeman's Great White Buffalo from You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art, the label that brought you Watered Down Demon Fuzz and Big Baby Ghani's greatest hits. That's right, uddtba.bandcamp.com. Mad Genius producer behind MF Grimm's The Hunt for the Gingerbread Man 2 and Psychedelic Hits from the Hellhole Store combines forces with Rumpel Romeo himself, Dean Green, who brought the world classics like Buy My Baby a Car and Nookie in the Mail. Don't miss a great white buffalo listening experience or you just might regret it for the rest of your life. Now let's get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Fish and grits and all that pimp shit from the Call Out Culture Podcast. Yo, peace people, it's Premrack, just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album Load Bearing Crow's Feet, out now, everywhere on Backwood Studios, shouts to the Wrecking Crew, shouts to Call Out Culture, shouts to Willie Green, shouts to Billy Woods of Backwood Studios, shouts to Shrapnel, shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills, Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Lucid. And Marcus Penn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. The shortest story ever fraught with blues and no less true. Dignity for sale. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Cut this shit. Man, why don't you pump the shit up so you can fuck with my eardrums a little bit? I bet. Hey, yo, this is Chubzilla. 
one half of Sons of Andre, with the late Scorsese Lord Jones. Scorsese and I have a record together under the name Sons of Andre called Dungeon of Doom. It features some of my happiest production yet and some of Scorsese's best writing. It is available on a limited edition cassette and CD and at every digital outlet you can get your music from, as well as insubordinaterecords.com. Dungeon of Doom features appearances by Alaska, Zilla Rocca, Poison Pen, and Alex Ludovico. Stealing the goddamn show on this very beat. So you can go get Dungeon of Doom wherever you fuck with music at. Long live Scorsese. So, all right, let's let's do the three, the real, the real ones. All right. Um, all right. So my first one, let me go back to the list I sent you. Um, the Tanya Morgan album, mm. Vaughn and Don. So you, you've met Don Will a couple of times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Don. Yeah. And I, I've met him a couple of times and we're like, we're made cool on Twitter. But again, like I don't know him like that. And what's what's your what's your vibes been with, with Tanya Morgan and Lessendary all these years? Because I feel like when they were ascending, like you guys were like slowing down because they were like the, the first like okay player blog yeah. type of guys. Yeah, I didn't really know them well back then. Like I remember like meeting them at Scribble Jam. Oh, I bet. And I was like, oh, they're cool. Like they're cool dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But I didn't really like get to know them. Like our scenes were kind of different. Right, right, um, right. But, you know, they always seem cool. Yes. Um, I always thought they made cool and fun music. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I think I told you this. Like, Cryptic and I were at Beerwax. Yes. Like, we just had to be hanging back. out. Right. And they did, um, Don was there just doing, like, a listening party. Bad. And I was like, just listen to it. I was like, holy shit, this album fucking bangs. The production is killer all yes. the way through. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's some of the best production of the year, easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah, my my thing with them was always like I really liked Lessendary as an idea, and like a Lucid and yeah. those dudes, and I love Shea Grand and um and uh what was his name Spec Boogie, who's now Rob Cave, um, yeah. and they did a show in Philly in like 2009 or 10, and it was one of the craziest fucking dopest shows I've ever seen in my life, um, and then I I was so I was like wanting to like them a lot. Yeah, and I and I would like catch little spots that I love from them. Like Shay Grant had a couple projects I really loved, and like um, Von P had this one called like the Further Adventures of like of Von P. It was like his send off on Quasimodo, yeah. I believe. And then um, Don Will had this joint where the cover was like him his take on High Fidelity. Okay. And then there was another one called like P's Got to Have It, which it was it looked, it looked like a, like like a high school notebook. Like you write like little drawings. Yeah. And they all came out within like a two, three year span. And then Elucid kind of became my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. From that click when he did like Smash and Grab and some of those mixtapes, and then we all start working with him. I just felt like he was where I, w- I wanted to go next. And so I watched like Tanya Morgan. I, I like that Brooklyn Alley record, but I was mm-hmm. just kind of like moving away from whatever they were doing and focusing more like on the Elucid wave. And yeah. then so I would always stay up on them and but I just, I was like, I just don't get it. Like, it's just not, I'm not in the right place to catch these records. And then when this one came out, I don't know why I was like, yo, you know what? It's just both of them now. Vaughn, I think Vaughn's like one of the most slept on incredible rapper producer dudes, yep. period. Yeah. And I think Don Will is like such an awesome, fun guy. 
like the same way like blockhead you just feel like you have a good fucking time with like don wills like that you know what i mean yeah and so i was like oh you know what let me just give it a shot and i played it and i was like texting everybody i'm like oh my god this shit is banging like everything just like snapped into place for me where i was like it's kind of like i was thinking about like a sports analogy where like there's a a young quarterback kind of comes onto a team and you don't really know who they are unless they kind of play over their head for a while you're like oh and then like the team gets bad or something or they get hurt and then you forget they exist and then they pop up as like a 31 year old on a backup and then someone gets hurt and like they take that team to the playoffs yeah and you're like oh that's that same dude when he was 23 we thought he was going to be we and he was for a little while but now it's like oh now he really knows what the fuck he's doing at like 31 whatever it is i don't know i'm just trying to think of it like that where i just kind of cooled off on them or like the projects weren't hitting me but now i'm like this is the one like this shit is banging it's real it's real good grown man rap it really is man it's just so funny and like but they're rapping great you know what i mean it's not it's not like oh like you know we're just kind of bums hanging out it's like they still want it which i really like about the record yeah they're hungry they really are so that's that's my first pick. What's your what's your pick? All right. So my first pick is uh, AJ Swade's Avada Kedavra. Wow. I really like this record, man. I started listening to it like a couple weeks ago, and it just stayed in heavy rotation. Mm. Um, I, I think the production is amazing. It's like Ooh. it's a good blend of like indie sound, mm. but kind of like taking a minimalistic approach, but making it jazzy. Mm. You're very I mean? jazzy, yes. Yeah. And I, I really like his rhyming style. It's like I, I think I said it's you. It's like it almost has like a Michael Christmas feel to it. Yes. Like stylistically. Right. Um, you know, and I think I always thought Michael Christmas had a really cool style. Um, it's like evolutionary doom almost. True. But I don't really like Michael Christmas that much. As he, much as I enjoy he, the style there were songs I liked from him early and then yeah. I felt like again like nothing connected with me after the first couple where I was like oh I want to pay attention to this kid yeah and I just it felt like he, he feels like he wants to be a comedian more than he wants to be a rapper <laughs> yeah. whereas AJ wants to be a rapper rapper like yes. you just know it like immediately and it's like I heard him on Prem's joint and I was just blown away by that shit like that oh, dirty stole the show. always kills me stole the show um yeah and then you know just when this came out like I, I kept seeing it and I was like I gotta listen to it I gotta listen to it and I finally was just like fucking listening mm. um and it just stuck with me it's really good he's fucking super dope amazing lyrics mm. do the whole shit um great fat boy Sharif appearance Fuck yeah um really good chemistry between those two dudes and it's like the only guest on the on the album oh yeah um yeah I, I recommend it you know I don't know if it'll be everybody's cup of tea but it's definitely my cup of tea it's like the type of shit I want. It's like MC's MC type shit for me. It's very, yeah, it's very rap heavy. And the weird thing was, like, I was peeping the re Vada cat cadaver, and yeah, I, wasn't, I just knew that found that that was out today. Yeah, like I wasn't really fucking with that one only because I like the beat choices. I mm-hmm. like going through his catalog. I mean, there, there's like a certain aesthetic and dynamic where I, I think he's like really in a beautiful sweet spot. And I think on like the Revada joint, like I feel like he didn't have enough of those. But the good news is this fucking guy is so much music. I'm like, look, this is 2017, like 10 projects. It's like 
you're not like, well, I mean, <laughs> never going to check him out again because the other one is insane. And then I was even really going back to the, the Darth Swader three joint. Yeah. So you posted that one. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So like for my personal thing, I, I like him on like brighter, sweeter type of sounds mm-hmm. and samples than kind of like the, the ones where you're not really sure what tempo they are or what, or what the source material is for whatever reason. But regardless, no matter what beats you like in your choices, he's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, he fucking brings it. Like that's yeah, he he wraps his ass off. He he's from a place of like he sounds like he has a dope ass rap dad. You know what I mean? Maybe his mm-hmm. pops was like really into Ghostface or you know, AZ or some shit. Because the things he says, I'm like, you can't be this young saying yeah. this shit just on a whim. Yeah. We'll have lines like that where I'm like, you, you, you have like the soul of like a 45 year old rap guy, even yeah. though you're probably like 27 or some shit. And yeah. I think, I think that to me, that's having like a dope ass rap dad. That's just my guess. Yeah, that, that definitely, <laughs> I definitely see that. And it's, it's just like also the way he even puts his words together. Like, yeah, you know, like a lot of, a lot of newer rappers that are, they're still really dope, but there's a particular style that is new. Yes. And it's his is rooted in older technique. Exactly. And you know, it's funny when I posted the Darth Vader three joint, I was cleaning the dishes. He was like, mm-hmm. Oh man, you're going through my archives. I'm like, it came out in 2019. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to Sway, man. I love that. I'm like your archives. And I look back, I'm like, Oh, he did drop fucking seven projects in between you know right now and 2019. That's, that's for hilarious. That. <laughs> All right, I'll go my uh, my next pick. Um, All right. This one came out right at the beginning of the year, and I think I caught it because of um, uh, the homie John Doe from Southern Vanguard Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Side Knight and Kev Brown straight from the pack. Yeah, that this, I was tempted to put that on my shit. This joint, I, when the beginning of the year, like it's always ill to drop the beginning of the year because there's not a lot going on, right? So for me as a fan, I like to catch the shit I missed from the end of last year or whatever's out right now in that moment. And this is one of them joints where I was like, I was actually more, and I I saw Jay Cyanide's name a bunch over the years, but I never checked him out. And I actually more so love Kev Brown rhyming on this album. Like I'm not, I've never been a Kev Brown devotee with like low budget and and Odyssey and like that whole like DMV lane from the early 2000s when they were all like hitting and, I remember he did like a whole thing with Busta that's never come out because yeah. Busta's a psychopath. But uh, <laughs> but his he's like how he is on the mic is like how Pete Rock thinks he is on the mic. Mm. You know what I mean? But they both have like this ill voice in pocket, but Pete yeah. really if you just wrote his words down, you're like that's not that that guy's pretty terrible, right? Whereas yeah. like Kev has that voice in pocket, but he's like so fly with it and confident and cool. And then the beats, like the way it's mixed, the mixing and mastering of this album really to me is what separates it. Because when you hear a lot of these people, we, we have like text threads, a lot of these people, like they skip over that part to put yeah. shit out, right? Mm-hmm. And listen, mixing and mastering, it costs fucking money. It takes time. You hear the same song five different ways sometimes, maybe 15 different ways. I don't know. But this album is elevated because of the mixing and mastering. Like yeah. it has, they even showed videos of like how they were EQing vocals. 
Wow. So even after the album came out, Kev Brown was doing videos of like, here's how it sounded when I just did the vocals dry. Here's what it sounded like when we added shit to it, right? Mm-hmm. And as he's not, you know, in a room with, you know, a giant 24-track mixing board, but just showing like, this is the steps you have to, these are the steps you need to take. So I think the album is just banging rise beats. I mean, the loops are insane. The basses are crazy. The bass lines, they had the one song called Orange Julius Landover Mall. That shit is monstrous. Wow. It's just, it, it's just some cool, fly, incredible shit, and it sounds great in the car, headphones, computer speakers, and that's a tribute to the mix and mastering. And then Jay Sinide like ran with it all year, like, and Dude, I like he, that he, he didn't. Rapped, he raps so hard. Yeah, like he didn't all of a sudden. Oh, everyone's paying attention to me. Here's 15 projects. Yeah, it no. was like kept going back to this one, kept going back. Yeah. Vinyl, okay, tri-colored vinyl, fat beats, okay, all this different shit. He just yeah. He did features and other things, but like kept funneling everything back to this one, which is yep. brilliant. So there you go. That's that's why. That's a great one. Um, all right, so I'm going, I'm going overseas right now. Um, so a couple years back, I'd say probably like 2017, maybe. Mm. Um, I got really into the UK jazz scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember this. And. I mean, I did like, it was all I listened to for a while. And it was like, it started with like the Yusef Kamal album, which yeah, I think I learned right about from um, from Passion of Weiss. Yep. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that dog barking yeah, outside. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, their album called, um, what was it called? It was called uh, Black Focus. Yes. Great that album. That shit is, I mean, I mean, I still don't know if there's been a better album since that album came out. Great, right? Um, and that shit yeah, dropped you me in that. 2016. You me yeah, you put me on that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I basically like went down like the band camp rabbit hole where it's like art. If you like this artist, you'll like these artists. Right. And I found like 50 artists and I was like Woo. hella into it. And then I saw this documentary called um, We Out Here, a London mm. story. And it's basically about that scene and how it started. And it was like, it started when, um, this dude, I, I can't remember what is, he was part of like the New Jazz Disciples, I think they were called. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's an older sure. dude, and they basically started teaching kids how to play jazz. And all of these kids that are now like, you know, in their early 20s to mid 20s, grew up together and just played with each other and got better and better and better. And they created the scene. And when you watch the documentary, it's very reminiscent to me of like the, the <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s indie hip hop scene where it's just like kids found some shit they're passionate about, learn how to do it themselves and created their own world. And so awesome. one of the people who I learned of in that scene was a saxophone player named Nubia Garcia. Mm. And she's nasty. Like she's nasty Ooh. the way that, um, oh, what the fuck is the dude's name? He played with like um, Kendrick Lamar and shit. The Thundercat? Yeah, he played with Thundercap. I can't think of the fucking oh. name now. Uh, um, uh, Terrace Martin? No, hold on. Let me look at my was in that was in that crew of people. Uh, the LA shit. Yeah. But, Kamasi I mean, Washington? Yeah, he's like, like she plays Ooh. like Kamasi Washington. Oof. Right? Like she gets like that same like feel in her horn where it's like Fire. coming out of like her soul. Um, so she put out an album last year called Source. And 
she dropped a remix project for it this year. Damn. Um, which is just, it's amazing. It's just like pure vibe. It's like, you know, it's the type of thing you just like put on in the morning and your day is going to be awesome. Put it on sure. at night when you're cooking, your meal is going to be awesome. And she's got, you know, the whole thing is like remixes, but it's still got like a whole bunch of playing on it. Mm. Um, she's got like dudes like Moses Boyd, who's an amazing drummer. Um, mm. And she's got a killer remix by Georgia and Muldrow. Oh, yeah. Which is just, it's banging. I can't recommend it enough. The, so that album's called Source mm. We Move. That's a great name. Yeah, it's like Source. It's like a weird symbol. We move. Um, wow. But I, I really can't recommend it enough. She's actually playing Radio City Music Hall, I think, on my birthday. So Damn. I'm tempted to go and check it out. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. So I, I highly recommend that. I just highly recommend that whole scene. I'll put a link to the um, to the documentary in, our, in the episode feed. And I'll also throw it in our Twitter feed as well. So nice. you check it. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, the Salt album, Nine yeah like there's like a two three song stretch on that album that i'm like that just that could be the best album of the year yeah it's crazy they're um, out of the uk too right yes yep yeah, so it's homeboy that. yeah it's homeboy who produces who's a part of that produced like the little sims album mm-hmm. i forget his name he's nasty he's had his credits i forget this i gotta look it up but the guy who's a producer with them has done like every massive cool thing in the last 10 years. He's on every album. That was incredible. Um, Yeah, he's nasty with it. So yeah, I I fuck with that Salt album a lot. It's that time again. We're back. Career Crooks. Me and Small Professor. New album. Never at Peace. Available now worldwide. Streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back, me and Small Pro never at peace, career crooks available now. What is up, internet humans? This is Wally Clark. When I am not swimming the Panama Canal in Thames or teaching infants how to steal, I am listening to the Call Out Culture podcast with Zilla, Curly Castro, and Alaska. Make sure you check out my new record, Goon, fully produced by Flu and available on vinyl through Tough Kong Records. And remember, you are nothing and I am everything. Hey friends, it's me, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Fat Boy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love. 
of Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All The Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna wanna get this record. It's a must have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. The Black Panther Party 10 Point Program, written October 15, 1966. We want freedom, we want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. All right, my last one. This is a bit controversial, and if Castro was on the call, he would laugh in my face or scream at me. And I think you might too. It's okay. um, it's the DJ Muggs and Yellow Wolf album. Okay, I, I never so, heard it, so I can't say. Um, sounds like an interesting combo. Okay, so everyone, I, I need you guys to take a walk with me. So, okay. <laughs> Yellow so did Wolf. Did you find this at Gathering of the Jugglers? Yeah, <laughs> it's called Mile Zero. Okay, so here's why I picked this album. Okay. All right, here we go. We're, we're all going to take a walk with, with Uncle Zilla Rock. So 
Muggs is an interesting person because he's one of those people you don't really sit there and be like, wow, he's worth like $30 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everything they did from like 90 to like 98 massive. Yeah. Right. Touring singles, whatever. They still played like fucking jump around at basketball mm-hmm. games and fucking rock star on like retro rock radio and all that crap. Insane in the brain. is. Insane, I mean, massive. Right. Yeah. So when you think about mugs, historically everyone's like oh he's one of the best but he's never like in your face because he's never been like a media guy so it's never like oh is he better than pharrell is he better than timbaland like no one talks about him like that yeah but he's probably shit he's probably made almost just as much money in his career he got a head start on those dudes right yeah he's had but a longer career than- he's had a way longer career so yeah. um so now in the last like four or five years when he's segued to just rock with all the indie dudes from like crime apple and um, you know, Fahim and Makami and Mayhem Loren and all that shit, Rock Marcy. He's then, you know, flipped the script and like put out his own vinyl and, you know, mer- his own merch, you know, doing that hustle, which is smart. However, when he does those records, they're all pretty much like that grimy, hazy, dangerous style of production, right? The Yellow Wolf album is really him being like, oh, I can sell records. Like, don't get it fucked up. And the production is like sunny and melodic and like different tempos. And like the guests on this album are really weird. There's like Del the Funky Homo Sapien and DJ mm-hmm. Paul from 3-6 Mafia on this album. Like, it's just, it's really weird, but in a great way. So Yellow Wolf as a rapper is like, he's a fucking corny rapper he's like in terms of his writing his writing is really cheesy he's talented um, though he can rap but he's talented and he can rap yeah. right and he can channel like that dose one like bone thugs and harmony shit mm-hmm. where he can be like kind of nasally but like can hit all these crazy pockets and then kind of do like the bone thugs thing where he can have some ill melody and with what he does but the actual bars are like he thinks he's killing it but it's like a shady records type of yeah you know what I mean? Like silly, dumbass punchlines that are unbearable at times, right? But he has like a musicality to him. That's to me always been his best asset. It's not the writing. Like yeah. he thinks because he grew up, you know, listen to everything we did, like he's one of real spitters and he's not. But he has like the flexibility in his style. And he, you know, he's from like backwoods of fucking, I don't even know where he's from, Tennessee or some shit, or maybe Alabama. Um, he has like that that born in him, uh, I keep saying that word, musicality, that most overwhelmed, with the exception of Mahami, like no one else Muggs worked with has this kind of musicality. Yeah. And so I think like it's it's easy money when Muggs just does, you know, the nine songs of like the plotting, spooky, you know, grimy shit. And they, they sell $50 vinyl with like fucking tarot cards and like swords and guns and all that shit. Um but I think this one is like a real breakthrough from him at this point in his career, like being, you know, 50 plus years old okay. and working with someone that they're nothing like Mayhem Loren, you know what I mean? Or uh, Ito, nothing like any of these people. And so yeah. the, the album is like, re- oddly enough, <laughs> I was playing it back in like April when we were like on our family vacation at Disney. 
world. And I'd be on the bus ride going back like from Animal Kingdom to, to our, the resort. And I was just like playing this shit. And I was like, this is crazy. It's so good. So it works for Disney World with the kids. Okay. If you're wondering, you slide that on. Not, not for the kids or the wife, but for yourself. You can be on the bus, not talking to other tourists, banging out to this shit. So I highly recommend this out. I didn't see anyone talk about it at all. I didn't I think, even know it existed. Until yeah, because his, his the the Yellow Wolf fan base, I don't know how, I mean, he was a big fucking deal for a couple of years. Um, yeah. I, and the Mugs fan base, like, are very, like what you said before about kind of like, you know, you guys, like Adam's fan, and like, Lessendary, Tanya Morgan, okay player at the time. Yeah. Like, they don't really correspond. No. Um, so I think this one just kind of got, you know, just, I don't think any serious DJ Mugs diehard dudes are like, really excited to hear the yellow wolfer <laughs> like no but and, and it's, it's weird he kind of like faded away because i think there's like sort of and i hate bill simmons but i think it's a great great like theory that he came up with is like certain personality types there can only be one guy yeah you talk like about ron, ron livingston Paul Paul Rudd. Rudd. right i feel like machine gun kelly did that to yellow wolf yes good call yeah he kicked him right out of frame yeah yeah, yeah, you only want so many dudes with like neck tattoos around. Yeah, like, like you know, like tattoos. like like yeah, like Scum Lord, you know, that whole like Pete Davidson, but yeah. I have fronts on too. Like that whole thing is it's, it's a bit much to stomach for, for yeah. white white rapper guys. So yeah, yeah. so th- those are those are my three. What's your last one? Okay. Uh yeah, so my last one is going to be um it's the young Morpheus and I dress album. Fuck yeah. It's called Affable with Pointed Teeth. Mm. um and i i again this is like a recent discovery because you know i finally finished up my semester and i've just been like going through shit that i wanted to check and i'm a huge young morpheus fan i think yeah. he's fucking amazing he's um he's like such a curmudgeon i love him like he just like everybody like he's like just <laughs> reminds me of myself in the way like he just is like these motherfuckers like that's his whole his whole shit is like these motherfuckers um but he's he also has that sort of like throwback like you know like these crackers are fucking with me type shit that i always love hearing um and then it's like the beats are like real sort of i can't even like really like place them but they're just like sort of like full vibe but like they almost sound a lot like a lot of like the the drumless production that you hear now where it's like just really great loops Mm -hmm. but they threw fucking drums on it Hey, crazy idea. You know, welcome crazy, small, amazing idea. Welcome and to the small professor world of producing. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just, it's, it's really lush. It's it's a really cool record. And Young Morpheus just kills the whole fucking thing. He's I just go such back a to good that rapper. Joint. I like him a yeah. lot. He's such a good rapper. And he, I mean, he's a great producer too, but it's cool hearing him on somebody else's production where he can just focus on rapping. Nice. Yeah. I got to do that yeah. joint. I think, I think you brought him up on one of our other year-end shows or best I albums. Did, yeah. And I think that made me like run and check that record. So you yeah, are, you are his, too. yeah, you're like his personal publicist on the show for me. Yeah. So, so thank you. Yeah. I would love to get him on the show. Yeah. Um, and I know like he runs with like Sifu and all those guys too. Like he's yeah, an LA cat, yeah. I believe. Yeah, man. But I think he's cool with Doof as well. Doof's cool to everybody. I know. Doof is the coolest. Doof fucking rules. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, Doof. Man. Yeah, man. So let's let's take our first break. We wrapped up uh, part one of the doubleheader. Yeah, uh, we'll we, be back. We got yeah. for a full on festival celebration. So get your head ah. ready. Oh fuck yeah! Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
This concludes part one of our two-part end-of-the-year extravaganza here at Co-op Culture. So next week, come back, last episode of 2021, where Alaska and I will be going over all of the grievances and getting towards all of the grievances you tweeted at us. So until then, tune in the same call-out time for the same culty show sometime next week.